Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Well, as we have all been reminding you, it is the day before Christmas. Can you believe it? And I trust that you have done all of your shopping and your preparations. You know, I just love it that tomorrow we get to join in with millions and millions of believers from around the world, a whole 24 hours of celebrations that are nonstop as we get to celebrate the enormous gift that God gave us in His Son, Jesus. And can I say that I actually also really enjoy listening to the Christmas carols being played in the shops. I'm not sure if everyone realizes just what their beautiful words are saying that come straight out of the scriptures. For example, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. How good is that? Well, as Mark has already said, he will be preaching tomorrow. And we'd love to invite you to join us for that. It's also a great opportunity for you to invite others to join you. You know, even online, we can do live together and we can do it with other people. I believe that we should be doing that because we have been created for community. But today we get to do things a little bit differently just because we can and we want to have a little bit of fun getting ready for Christmas Day. So I'll be sharing and Dylan and Kaylin will also be jumping in and joining in with me to share more about our insights into Christmas and what it means to us. But I want to start by showing you the opening clip from our Christmas celebration that we had a couple of weeks ago. If you were there, you will remember it. And if you missed it or you weren't able to be there, well, here it is. And I believe that it sums up beautifully that incredible night all those years ago. Only one word describes the night he finally came. Ordinary. The sky was ordinary. An occasional gust stirred the leaves and chilled the air. The stars were diamonds sparkling on black velvet. Fleets of clouds floated in front of the moon. It was a beautiful night. A night worth peeking out of your bedroom window to admire. But not really an unusual one. No reason to expect a surprise. Nothing to keep a person awake. An ordinary night with an ordinary sky. The sheep were ordinary. Some fat, some scrawny, some with barrel bellies, some with twig legs. Common animals. No fleece made of gold. No history makers. No blue ribbon winners. They were simply sheep. Lumpy, sleeping silhouettes on a hillside. And the shepherds, peasants they were, probably wearing all the clothes they owned. Smelling like sheep and looking just as woolly, they were conscientious, willing to spend the night with their flocks. But you won't find their staffs in a museum or their writings in a library. No one asked their opinion on social justice or the application of the Torah they were nameless and simple. An ordinary night with ordinary sheep and ordinary shepherds. And were it not for a God who loves to hook an extra on the front of the ordinary, 
the night would have gone unnoticed. But God dances amidst the common, and that night he did a waltz. The black sky exploded with brightness. Trees that had been shadows jumped into clarity. Sheep that had been silent became a chorus of curiosity. One minute the shepherd was dead asleep. The next he was rubbing his eyes and staring into the face of an angel who declared, There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The night was ordinary no more. It was no ordinary night. It was phenomenal and light flooded the world. Luke 2 verse 9 to 10 says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. Actually, I think that you and I would also be terrified if an angel just popped up in front of us. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. And here again, you know, if you read your Bible, they always said that. So obviously they scared people a lot. But the angel went on and he said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. For me, the best part of Christmas, apart from the great joy of receiving Jesus, that is, is the lights. Lights on the Christmas trees, lights decorating cities and towns, lights in shop windows. Christmas lights for me are just the best. And it's actually interesting that there are over 200 references to light in the Bible. It's always a symbol or a sign of holiness, goodness, knowledge, wisdom, grace, hope, and God's revelation. And that is exactly what those angels brought to the world that night. News of goodness, grace, and hope. Now, it's interesting that Jesus said in John 8, 12, uh, verse 12, I am the light of the world. So in him, we have the ultimate light. Now, the Hebrew word for light doesn't mean illumination as we understand it, but it means to bring order out of chaos. And on that first Christmas, all those years ago, God put into place his plan to bring order to the chaos of our hearts and order to the chaos of the world. But there is more. Because Jesus is the light, we have also create, been created to be light. And he said in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, you talking to us, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What better time for us to shine then right now, right here at the end of 2023, in a world that is filled with challenges and about to head into the new year. We need to shine so that others can see Jesus in and through us. So here are some things that we can do to bring light into our world this Christmas. Number one, don't just buy presents, but rather be present. You know, in such a distracted world, let us be present 
to remember again what an awesome gift that we have been given through Jesus. Let us be present to actually see those around us and appreciate all that we have. Let us be present to speak encouraging words to others when we see that they are down or they're struggling because of the time of the year it is. Let's just be present. Number two, don't just give gifts, but give love. There is not a person in the world who has too much love that they won't benefit from another hug. But more than that, there is not a person in the world who does not need to hear that they have a father in heaven who loves him so much that he gave his son so that they would never need to live without love again. And the third thing is, don't just see the lights around you, but be the light. Be the difference to someone in your world who might be lonely or hurting. The amazing thing about the shepherds was that when they had seen the light of the angels and heard the amazing news, they ran straight to town to tell people, to share the good news. They didn't want to keep it to themselves because it was so amazing and so life-changing that they wanted everyone to know all about it. So this year, as we think about and remember the true meaning of the season, may our light shine so that others can see Jesus in and through us. Amen. Here's Dylan. Well, as you can see, Jan loves Christmas and I share that passion for Christmas too. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I associate it with so many great memories of uh, celebrating and feelings of happiness and joy. And one of my warmest memories of Christmas is driving with my family from Cape Town to Johannesburg. And for those of you that don't know, that's about more than 1,400 kilometers apart. And we got to see some of my extended family when we did this trip. And because we weren't a very big family, that was really a great time for me as a young boy. So it's one of my favorite memories, despite the fact that along the way, about halfway through at a petrol station, I fell in the little park that I was playing in and cut my head open. And I had to go like that the whole way until we got to Joburg. But I guess that is the power of joy. We just block out those things. And so as I've grown up, I've experienced so many great Christmases. Some were incredible and some actually quite ordinary and uneventful. But in my heart, I've never lost my love for Christmas Day. And, and I found two things as I've, got, as I've grown up and gotten older that we do during this holiday season as we approach Christmas, especially as we get older. The first is that we take time to reflect on the year and we think about work and all the efforts we've put in through the year to bring us to this point. We find ourselves in conversations like, I can't believe we had um, gone through all those huge events or I can't believe this year is done already. It feels like just the other day you put in the blanks. And I can completely understand how our mind gets there. The average working hours in a year, get this, is about 2,080 hours. That is only out of 8,760 hours in the year. So we spend a lot of time working. But while work is something we do often, Christmas is only once a year. And that is why I love to, we love to put a huge emphasis on the Christmas season. We never want to forget this reason for the season. It's Jesus. We want to ex experience that and we want to share that with our extended church family, with, ex with other people. But when you find yourself reflecting on the year um, over this, this next period, I want you to remember Hebrews 3, verse 5 to 6, where it says, Be satisfied with what you have, for God has said, I will never leave you, I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will never fear. 
Let this promise guide you and your thoughts back to Jesus, closer to God. And how do we do that? Well, this Christmas season, I want to encourage you to consider how faithful God has been to you through the year. Shift your mind from thinking about how much you've missed out on or how much you could have done and remember how faithful God has been. Number two, consider how you are able to rely on the presence and power of Jesus. So shift your mind from thinking about how tired you might be or how hard that might have been to remembering how you were able to rely on him. And number three, consider how God can lead you into your future. Shift your mind from thinking about your future um, in terms of your past and fix your eyes on what God can do in your future. Let this Christmas season remind you that he is still Emmanuel, God with us. He's with you. He will never leave you and never abandon you. The second thing that happens as we approach Christmas is we uh, start to we start our preparations for Christmas. We start to decorate our homes, some long before we should. We put in our leave days, we make our holiday bookings, and we buy all our Christmas gifts. And I love all of that because Christmas is about celebrating and being with those near and dear to you. But I also want to say that gifts don't have to be a financial burden on your future. Stay within your means and be open and honest to yourself and your family if you need to. A sincere gesture of love is worth more than any gift. And I think Jan said that very well. But if you were to ask me what Christmas meant to me, I would say it's about remembering the greatest gift that was ever given for you and I, and that is Jesus Christ. So I want to invite you to consider him as the ultimate and greatest gift to each of us. So how is he a gift? Number one, he's a gift of grace. He's a gift of grace. It says in Ephesians 4 verse 7, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Isn't that beautiful? Grace, by definition, is the undeserved favor of God. He was given for you and for me as an undeserved gift so that we may have a relationship with the living God. Because of Jesus, we can know forgiveness and walk into a great future. You have been given the undeserved favor of God. Secondly, he's a gift of hope. When we consider our lives without Jesus, then it's very easy to live without hope. Without hope for the future, without hope for the present, without hope for anything that's still to come. But Hebrews 6, 19 to 20 says, We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He is our hope. He is our salvation. So for us who have come to know him, we know that hope, we have a hope in God and we can be confident in our expectation for God to do what he's promised. And he has promised life and life to the fullest when we have a relationship with him. So despite your past, you can know hope, a better future when you know Jesus Christ. Then he's a gift of joy. Luke 2 verse 10 says it like this. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. He came as a gift of joy for all the people. Not just, he didn't just come to earth for some. No, he came for all. And we can know joy in our relationship with him because we have come to know him. We know that joy comes from knowing God, the God of the promises. And the type of joy, this is the type of joy that can fill your heart in every season. In this Christmas, remember the joy that was given to you as a gift when you came to know Jesus. Number four, he's a gift of life. Romans 8 says this. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ, because through him the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So we can be confident of our eternal destination 
because of the gift of life that was given on Christmas Day. The Son of God who was made the perfect sacrifice for you. And, this, and the incredible thing is that he chose to leave heaven and come to earth for you. He chose you. And then my last point, he's a gift of love. Jesus was a gift of love. John 3.16 says, now in the message version, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that none of you need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. So more than any gift that I or anyone can give you this Christmas, this is the greatest gift you can receive, the gift of love. God gave his one and only son so that you could know how much he loves you. So this Christmas, take time to turn your heart back to following Jesus fully and remember the greatest gift that was ever given, a gift that was given to you personally, a gift of grace, of hope, of joy, of life, and of love. The gift of Jesus is yours this Christmas. Well, hello to each and every single one of you. Yes, tomorrow is the big day at last. And no, I'm not going to be talking about that last minute shopping or maybe the wrapping of gifts that still needs to be done. Just because, let's be honest, those are things that we just need to do. So don't worry about them for now. Let's just all relax for a little bit longer. As today I want to talk around uh, the Christmas spirit. So what is that? What is the Christmas spirit. I believe that as we remember the birth of Jesus, we are reminded of what God did for us. And that changes the atmosphere. It changes how we respond uh, to others and how we respond to him as a good father. I, I love seeing uh, these three things that happen in this time of year. Uh, that don't necessarily always happen during the year, but they're definitely there uh, during Christmas time. And the first one is, there is caring. There is caring in this time. It is the time of year when so many people care for others, expecting nothing in return. For all you who love your Christmas movies and most probably already have selected a Christmas movie for um, tomorrow, uh, here's a spoiler, and that is uh, The Night Before Christmas. Even Scrooge cared for others on Christmas. I know I just ruined a whole plot line for you, and I do apologize, but even he cared. People go out of their way to help others and make them feel included. It's a very inclusive time of year. Many of us have already done this in the past year simply by giving gifts uh, for our community Christmas parties. Just like the one Rock Care is involved in. If we look at the verse Matthew 22 37 to 40, it says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. We have been commanded 
not just being told, we've been commanded to love others. But at Christmas, when we are reminded of the gift that God has given us, it makes it so much easier to, to love people around us. People end up putting their differences aside and just loving. The second one is, there is joy. There is joy during this season. This is the season to be jolly. The message that the angels brought the shepherds was tidings of great joy. I know a lot has happened, uh, especially in the world and maybe with our economy and everything, but God has not given us a spirit of fear. It says so in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. When we are celebrating Jesus, there can only be joy. Joy comes from God and our focus on him. See, Paul says in Romans 15 verse 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are given hope and we are filled with joy. See, Christmas is Christ, which is Jesus, and Mass, which is a celebration. So he is really the only reason for this season. And there can be much to be joyful about during this season. There is joy in celebrations. And as we celebrate Jesus, we can see the joy that is around us. The third one and the last one is, there is generosity. There is generosity during the season. We get to give gifts to people that matter in our lives. Having a generous attitude as we bless others, telling them that we're thinking of them and that they actually do matter to us. These moments of birth from God's gift to us in John 3, 16 to 18, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. God's love for us became the ultimate gift to show us that we matter to him, that he has not forgotten or left us. Let's remember him during this Christmas time and let's praise him as we give thanks to him for the gift of salvation. Let's love people like Christ loves us with our hearts full of joy. After all, no matter what, God loved us so much that he gave us 
a gift and that gift is above all other gifts. So maybe you're sitting here or listening to this message and you've never experienced that love that we've been talking about. Maybe you've never received that gift or accepted that gift that we've been talking about. Today, I want to ask you a question, and that question is, do you have a relationship with God? Have you made Jesus your personal Lord? This gift is one out of love. And if you want to make that decision, and you want to accept that gift today, I want to pray a prayer, and I want to invite you to pray this prayer as well. The decision is, a decision of the heart but at the same time if you could just repeat after me because the bible also says by the confession of your mouth so if you could just repeat after me as i say this prayer it goes like this dear lord jesus i ask for your forgiveness i've made mistakes but i ask you to wash me clean use me mold me so i may never be the same again I believe that you came to this earth and died on the cross and rose again so that I may have everlasting life. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. And God's fabulous, fantastic people said, Amen and Amen. To each person who just prayed that, know the best is yet to come. You just received the best Christmas present ever because you changed your entire trajectory of your future and to each and every single one of you watching, Merry Christmas.